0: This week on See with Queen and Jay, dating a racist is not just for white people. HBCUs are not just for black people. And we're in the future where technology is racist and we still can't teleport. Doom and gloom, my niggas. It's See with Queen and Jay people, drink up. Queen <laughs> Wait, we have a sponsor. Oh, snap, we do have a sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by Purple Panties Podcast. If you're a fan of Zane, you've probably heard of her New York Times bestselling books like Addicted, Afterburn, and The Heat Seekers.
1: I remember Addicted. Me and my friends passed that book around like a hoe. Like a hoe? Yeah, you know, like a hoe, like a sex goddess, bad bitch with sexual agency, like okay. that kind of hoe. all right, like I can that. fuck with that like kind that. of hoe. That's, yeah. the,
0: that's the only hoe that we recognize here yeah, at tv DJ Podcast. Well, the author of our favorite hoe books has just created a new podcast with Stitcher called Purple Panties. It's a scripted fiction drama that's sexy and funny about three women navigating their personal and professional lives in Atlanta. But more importantly, Purple Panties is a story about finding out who you are and living your truth.
1: So if you shared Zane's books with your whole friends like I did, you'll love the podcast. Purple Panties is available now for free on your favorite podcast apps. Be sure to listen and subscribe now. Ow. Ow!
0: what's up nothing what's up with you nothing chilling recorded at 3 a.m you know ain't no thing <laughs> ain't no thing record it anytime we do a podcast anytime and you look so funny <laughs> my hair looks ridiculous people and I'm, i've tried to squeeze my headphones on top of it it's a whole thing half of it is twisted half of it is out yeah it's interesting it's a sculpture yeah. Of sorts hey, i do i do what i can i do what i can welcome to, to tea with, with queen and jay we are two as race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time i'm queen i'm jay and this is team with, with queen and jay, jay. Ow. all right how was your weekend
1: my weekend was cool. I hung out with friends. And, which, which means was that nice. we were together. We were. Yes. And it wasn't work. It was like, hang right. out. we don't really get to hang out. I was
0: very tempted to have a whole entire work conversation, but I didn't do it. I wouldn't it. shut you down. I know, I know, I know. I read the room. I teased it for a minute. I was like, all right, so wants to do it with it tomorrow. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I enjoyed that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, I don't know why I didn't put this in our notes later but uh we saw the film uh Rafiki yeah
1: that was nice
0: and it was great we've been chasing it well I've been chasing it for a long time because it hasn't been playing for anybody who doesn't know Rafiki is a film is the director Kenyon I believe so Okay, we'll see. We, we didn't do any
1: of the research.
0: We didn't do any. We didn't plan to <laughs> talk plan about this. We didn't to talk about it. But we had a good weekend. We finally saw Rafiki. It's a film set in Kenya that centers two queer women, and it's a, it's a love story. And they're yeah, dating. They're like so... they're kind of like coming of age of yeah, kind of it you was. know they're it's young. A really,
1: it's a really good movie.
0: It was fucking dope. And there was a talk back with the director. If Rafiki is in your town, please go and see that shit.
1: Yeah. So if you'd like to follow the conversation being had on this here. Podcast. A podcast. You can do that by using our hashtag, hashtag T with Q J. Um use it on all the social meds. We like to retweet that shit, like that shit. Um and then you can find other teach friends on that hashtag. Also use the hashtag pod in, that is the listening now. Hashtag that just lets other people know that you're listening to T with Queen and Jay. That's
0: right. Mm-hmm. Queen, can you tell the people what libations are? I
1: definitely can. So libations are where we pour some of the homies, the ancestors, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy. Those are
0: libations. Yes, they are. Jay, what are your libations? Hey, my libations for this week. I have a few actually. Um, my first libation is for Inner Uprising podcast. Mm-hmm. They did an episode this past week on interabled love. Okay, And it reminded me of a few of the, we got some T-mail a little while yeah. back about interabled dating. About somebody dating a man who had epilepsy yeah. and thus was was not working like a nine to five job he was receiving disability and contributing to life in other ways and so we talked about that stuff but it reminded me of like these conversations of how and what it means how we look at work how we look at ability how we look at like who's contributing to society and how and all that stuff Um, and they talked a lot about that on this episode of Inner Uprising. It featured an interabled couple. Their names are Brad and Noel. They are of Wheel Life Stories. You can check them out on Instagram, Wheel Life Stories. You can also check out their website, wheellifestories.com. They have a YouTube channel and they do videos on kind of what's, what it's like living with that particular disability Brad is a quadriplegic and Noelle is able-bodied. So I really enjoyed their conversation. I also kind of liked them as like a couple and people. Yeah, they were really cute. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to the Instagram. Like, these are attractive people. <laughs> this is this is stressful. <laughs> this is stressing I me was, out. I was just stressed. Why? Oh,
1: because. Because you saw happiness. Now i I
0: saw <laughs> happiness. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, these niggas are happy. How dare they have found love? <laughs> Right. Oh God. But yeah. So please check out that episode. And I, and I'm super glad. I you know what I like about the Bad Bitch Brigade. What do you like about? You know the- what I enjoy. What do you like about, about our the bad, bad Bitch Brigade, Black Betty brigade podcast crew? Mm-hmm. I like that we are informed by like each other's work and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This has happened before. Where we've talked about something on the podcast and been like, yo this is all we have to offer this conversation you know somebody will send us a letter we'll read that shit we'll, we'll answer it to the best of our ability we'll say this is all that we have to offer we don't have the range listen to this check out this ask this look at this look up this and then one of our podcast homies will be like actually you know what we're gonna do a whole episode on this shit
1: wanna know why tell us Cause we don't surround ourselves with stupid people you're fucking right yo that's why you're fucking we're okay right. we're not being as smart as you're fucking right that's why
0: you're fucking right yo that that part and you know what mm-hmm. i fucking love that shit me too fucking love it me i fucking too. do <laughs> Did we tell y'all it's 3.20 a.m.? We're doing a podcast? <laughs> anyway, so libations to Inner Hill Uprising, libations to real life stories. Please check them out on Instagram and check out their website. Libations to Brad and Noelle for being fucking baddies, okay?
1: They didn't mention being poly, so I need you to slow down, okay?
0: Can you tell that I'm excited yeah. and uncomfortable st- with my own excitement? Can you stop? <laughs> okay, I'll leave them alone. Also... The homies, another podcast, other podcast homies, Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Can you, Can rockin you, rocking you. That has nothing to do with Rod and Karen. But I'm just saying it because I don't do those horns. You're right. You're right. That is our brat. <laughs> yeah. They were on Vice recently, the most recent episode of Vice News talking about uh game. They were talking about their reviews of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. Um, because they do... If you don't know, even though we've talked about this podcast before, Rod and Karen are a married couple. They do a podcast. They podcast like every day in the free feed. Like they do a free feed. They do a paid feed yeah. in the free feed. It's like three, ep- at least three episodes a week. And then all the other days, like there's a motherfucking podcast for every day. It's mad content. So anyway, there's some podcasting mofos that we've talked about before on Vice News. They were talking to them about their Game of Thrones reviews that mm-hmm. they do on the podcast and more specifically the importance of black twitter and black twitter hashtags in the conversations that black folks are having surrounding whatever we're watching on tv and more specifically shows like game of thrones that have almost like no black characters and how we relate to that shit and how we can have conversations amongst ourselves about that shit anyway Watch the clip. I just wanted to pour them libations for being p- featured on Vice, but I also wanted to. You know how like they was featured on Vice News, but on HBO. What do you mean? Cause H- Vice News
1: is a show that's on HBO too, and they were on like the HBO one.
0: Is it? Oh, you mean as opposed to Vice being yeah. like on their own Meaning channel? Meaning more people
1: can. Yeah. Yes. Meaning more people saw this.
0: Got it. Meaning yes. it's bigger. It's a big. Well, it's definitely a big deal. Yeah, it's definitely a big deal. I think that the reason i'm bringing it up is because you can put a face to a name i know a lot of times like we shout out people every single week Mm -hmm. and then we'll like run into somebody who we know listens to the podcast every single week Mm -hmm. and we'll recommend the same podcast that we that we recommend every single week Mm -hmm. and i'll be like oh my goodness i never heard of that one just because like people need repetition and shit so anyway i bring them up Cause libations to them, but also so that you can put a face to the name of who we're talking about when we say Rod and Karen. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was like a good soundbite of like who they are, what they're about. They looked fucking adorable. Yeah. I finally got to see into their apartment because I'm fucking nosy, and oh, it was nosy. cute to see their setup. I saw I was like, oh, so they're sitting in the same room. I thought the
1: same thing yes, too, though, did you it think looked like they, they were, were in different we rooms. Show looked like they were in different right, rooms, right? Yes, yeah, just sitting, sitting in across from each, each other. other. Look at
0: that, the magic of television. And then
1: I saw the light on their um, computer. I'm like, oh that makes sense. That's why they were so well lit.
0: Yes. Mm, I was look I was I was watching. It was fantastic. Oh, I'm gonna watch it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, and shout out to um the homie Yazara St. James. She was also on the episode. She was one of the women hosting the watch party oh, okay. at her crib. Cool. So that was super cool. She's mm-hmm. like an amazingly talented person, so be sure to check her out. My last libation is last week we got a letter from someone who was looking for looking for books that help motivate black women specifically around self-image and confidence and self-esteem and so we got a few recommendations one is in the form of a tweet so we got a tweet from shiro for hire and that's at s underscore h-e-r-o the number four and then the word hire and they say I love this episode. I wanted to reach out to Anonymous who wrote the T-Mail asking for book recommendations written by black women. I wanted to share a few books that inspire me. Also this quote from Piecing Me Together, be bold, be brave, be beautiful, be your best. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, And then the books that that they recommend are I'm a Pretty Little Black Girl, which I don't see the author here, but it can be found at dreamim.com. So check that out. And then Piecing Me Together by Renee Watson. Uh, Another book is I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness by Austin Channing Brown. And finally, an anthology, which is Well-Read Black Girl, Finding Our Stories, Discovering Ourselves. And that is uh, put together by Gloria Mm Edom, founder of the Well-Read Black Girl Book Club. Oh, I know that one. Yes, I do too. Jesus, yeah. So thank you so much for sending that tweet. You had a book also, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so my best friend was listening. Hey Keeps, and she recommended a book called The Body Is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. So check out that book as well. And my friend likes good books, so I'm pretty sure.
0: I trust that recommendation. Read, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. I do, mm-hmm. I do, I do. So, thank you. Thanks to everybody who um, sent feedback and support and love on that last episode. We truly appreciate you. Yes. So, you. Queen, do you want to tell the people how and why to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yes, I do. So,
1: donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. That helps us sustain this podcast, progress this podcast and keep the lights on for this here podcast. To donate to Tea with Queen and J, you just go to our website com. scroll down on our homepage and there is where we give two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option and that is where you can go to drop however much money you want whenever you want. There is no commitment there. And the second option is our Patreon option. The option we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We're asking for $2 a month. $2! You can give more or less out up to you but for not for now forever really we only we're only asking for two dollars a month um other ways that you could donate to t between and jay that are non-monetary are by subscribing to this podcast sharing this podcast um liking reviewing rating this podcast writing about this podcast telling your friend to um listen to this podcast when someone asks a question and you know we've answered it before send them a podcast so they can get the answer okay Those are ways that you could donate non monetarily to T with Queen and
0: J. That's right. Also, if you would like to sponsor T with Queen and J podcast, you, if you'd like to advertise with T with Queen and J podcast, send us T-mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. If you would like to hire us to speak at your school, your organization, or if you want us to do a live show or consult, send us your T-mail at T yep. with Queen and J at gmail.com. So I have donation libations. Okay, go ahead, girl. Yes. So my homegirl DJ from college actually Venmoed me Is randomly.
1: This a DJ that, that yeah
0: Hey, thank you so much dj i hey, really appreciate DJ. that i put that towards the team queen and jay oh, fund
1: i was doing a Little wayne song yeah okay sorry dj you don't yeah. deserve that she
0: doesn't we also have new patreon subscribers thank you new patrons we have rama and uh kim rama is a new patreon subscriber and then kim actually upped their pledge so thank you so much kim dope and then Kyla hit the PayPal and said, I can't make it to Pod and Live NYC, so have some drinks on me. Thank you for all the work you do. Love, Kyla. Thank you so Thanks, much, Kyla. Kyla. We truly appreciate and that. And I will
1: be drinking on
0: you. We will absolutely be drinking Appreciate on you. it. Thank you so much. Um,
1: we also got some donations in our Pod and Live NYC Eventbrite.
0: Yes. You, there's a donation link there. So when you rsvp for our pod and live podcast meetup you can also donate yes and that's much appreciated if you do so donations
1: there were from june steve jasmine Oheni, louane fita david janae marquise johnny naisha asha eric Habo, delta robert i felt like dmx Sheeta, Takeda, dude, I felt like Tanisha, (laughs) Rhonda,
0: Takanda, about three alishas. I felt like that. All right, I like it. I think this is Luann, I think. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Luann. I have to say it in my DMX voice. (laughs) Janicia, Naima. Okay. About three Kims. I don't know. So I always, I always, but that was funny. It do be mad Kims. <laughs> it do. It do it be a lot of Keisha's too, depending on where you are. Sometimes you'll get hit with a lot of Black Jennifer's all of a sudden out of yeah. the blue. That's always a shocker.
1: But, get, like, Keisha, I know I never met a child named Keisha. I always meet them as adults.
0: Really? We had some Keisha's. Oh, we had some Keisha's. I, as, I
1: had a cousin named Keisha. I, well, mm-hmm. so not child. So but, as in a. Right. Like,
0: where were you all this time? Mm-hmm. okay okay um <laughs> thank you all for helping Thanks us so to much. do events like Pod and live nyc mm-hmm. speaking of Pod and live nyc for new listeners who Tell do them. not know what that shit is let them pot and live nyc is our annual podcast meet up we do that shit to nurture community amongst black podcasters Podcasters. and their listeners and vice versa to build a strong network of support for one another it is legit a meetup it is legit a party come through you don't have to do nothing you don't have to be nobody you just need to show your black ass up or show your ass up who's not black and Mm -hmm. just like you know be present don't take up a lot of space but turn up yes And we want everybody to come through. So that's happening. Pod and Live NYC is happening on May 11th at Vaughn in NYC at 4 p.m. This is an RSVP event. It's free with RSVP. So please, we'll put the link to the RSVP in the show notes. This year's featured podcasts are these are, again, podcasters who will be there and their listeners are going to come out. But any podcast can show up. Pot and Live NYC is for podcasters, it's for listeners, it's for listeners who are curious about podcasting it is for everybody it's for people who don't care about podcasts but just want to come and chill and hang out on a saturday it's a free party y'all. it's a free party that's right just um, come with sense but come come with sense but come you're right turn up responsibly mm-hmm. okay that's what, that's we, what do. We, we do in. we do this year's podcasts include what's this podcast about again? That just steam talking shit podcast, the Shade Parade, Run the Tape podcast, our homies over at Queer Walk the podcast, Mind Over Melanin, Medium Popcorn, Marsh's Plate, Little Miss Entertainment, Inner Hole Uprising, Him the podcast, Extra Juicy, Dreams and Drive, Dainty Thug, Brunch and Budget, and our homies Bag Ladies podcast about
1: three Kims. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cause that's just how I am. That's just how you are, <laughs> yo. We're super excited. This is our third annual podcast meetup, our third annual Pod and Live NYC. And we look forward to it every year. It's the podcast reunion that you did not know that you fucking needed. So come through. It's a good time. We want to mm-hmm. see you there. And that's we're so actually fun. almost sold out. Like we're almost we at capacity. Yeah. So we really want all of our listeners and Really, everyone should have the opportunity to come through. Word. Okay, so RSVP name. You're going to miss out on the
1: lecture slide, the swag serve, like all of the things yeah. you're going to miss out on. It's going to be a good time, yeah. Can't wait to dance to Beyonce.
0: Just come. Gosh. And our homegirl uh, DG Fifi Wonder will be there DJing as usual. Rocking you, rocking, rocking you, you, rocking you. you. It really be lit, and she's tiny. She just be back there doing her <laughs> thing, and you can't. always see is like hair bouncing up and down. It's a good time. It though. is a great time. It's a good oh, time. Her. She's a dope DJ. Yeah, it works. So, are you ready to get into the show?
1: Let's get into the motherfucking show. All right. so jay
0: yes hello what kind of tea are you drinking i am drinking some jasmine green tea okay and it's delicious i have some earlier this is a a heavy tea day i'm drinking a lot of tea today Uh, what kind of tea are you drinking i'm
1: drinking ginger tea
0: oh fancy deviant all right that's what
1: i'm drinking yeah
0: fantastical and what are your pronouns
1: she and her what are your pronouns
0: she her they them and what are you affirming for yourself this week
1: I'm affirming for myself that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I am enough. I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. Mm -hmm. I'm affirming that I'm in a healthy relationship that will continue to grow stronger. And I also affirm that no one gives a fuck if you never watch Games of Thrones. No one cares. We don't care. We don't don't care. care. We don't we literally don't care nobody cares and i'm affirming that we give not one fuck none that you don't watch games of thrones and mm-hmm. that you've never watched game of thrones mm-hmm. and guess what guess what you're not times. the only one who's never not watched games of thrones you're not special
0: you're not i'm done affirming okay all right i fucks with that mm-hmm. i affirm that i am not a lady mm-hmm. i affirm that i am enough i affirm that my rent is forever paid I affirm new and bountiful opportunities are solidified and they are present and I affirm that I'm growing and building healthy and fruitful relationships yes. like a bad one. That's right. Like like a bad one like I'm the person not a bad relationship but like me, I am a bad one.
1: I understood you oh. were speaking in Jamaican patois.
0: Well, I I wasn't really.
1: Oh, I thought she was doing bad one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I heard. It was it was more of a um cultural like uh, embodiment of an idea and a concept as opposed to actual Patois. It's not really my lane. You know?
1: Okay. Sometimes you say Babylon.
0: (laughs) Yo, a Babylon ting (laughs) is a Babylon ting. Okay? That's just again a cultural concept. You know? Mm, Yeah. Okay. Enough of all of that. So we got an interesting letter about racial identity and dating and... uh, lord hal murphy oh girl okay all right so real quick um i read this letter already and i was triggered the first time and then i actually I, i'm going back now and giving a trigger warning because we were reading it again and i was triggered again and i forgot so this is just a content warning that this letter contains what i would call racial violence not physical violence but violence nonetheless mm-hmm. and um it's whack as hell okay
1: yeah okay hi queen and J. First off, let me say that I love you too. Appreciate the work you do. I will keep this as short as possible, so here we go. I am a 31-year-old biracial woman mixed with black and white. I identify as black for the most part unless someone specifically asks me my ethnicity or sees my mother because to me, that is how I present. I am light-skinned, but I don't have the stereotype the stereotype of what mixed girl hair should look like according to our made-up idea that all biracial people look alike. That was in air quotes,
0: mixed girl hair.
1: Okay. I have a combo of 3C and 4A. My issue is my girlfriend, who is also biracial, makes it a point to state that I am, quote-unquote, not black whenever I make statements about defending black women or get upset when something affects black women. She makes comments like, Okay, but you're not black, so don't worry about it. I just feel like she sounds like that. Or, if you were black for real, I wouldn't date you. Mm -hmm. Recently, I was bothered by the post she retweeted with a picture of a dark-skinned woman versus a light-skinned woman. And her caption read, why is this even a comparison? We all know who everyone is choosing. This bothered me so much. I confronted her to what she replied. I'm sorry I have a preference. There's nothing wrong with that. If you were an actual black girl, I wouldn't have dated you. Um sounds pretty toxic, right? My question is, how do I come back this colorist idea she has? I feel like I need to educate her, but I'm unsure on how. Do you do people with this mindset mindset ever change? Also, would you break up with her? I hope this makes some sense. LOL and thanks for any kind of advice. Love lots, a, bir- a biracial black girl. She's biracial. <laughs> She's a biracial girl. She's
0: biracial. Living in a something world. Sorry. Um if you need to laugh,
1: go to YouTube
0: and Dude, We'll put the link to the- I don't know, do we spread this or what? It's it's comical. It is funny. It is really actually fucking hilarious. It's funny. All right, we, I'm going to put, put the, the link, link to Biracial Girl in, in the, the show notes. notes. That, it's a hot mess. After
1: this, I think you need to laugh at you this, video. You this. You is do.
0: You do. Because this is a lot, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll put the link to that in the notes.
1: So, Jay, <sighs> where do you want to start?
0: Okay, so what do I think? I have a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of thoughts on this. First, I want to acknowledge that your partner is being both racist and colorist. I'm gonna get back to that, but I just wanted to like throw that out there and okay, the other stuff that I wanted to say. Uh, well, first, I wanna touch. this reminded me of something that I said on Grapevine, mm-hmm. I, and I've said it here before, so like l- regular listeners. Of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, know what I mean when I use the term uh, multiracial Black person. Yes, but I was on Grapevine and we were talking about Angela Yee, Angela Yee for mm-hmm. a moment, and I referenced her as a bi as a Multi- multiracial racial. Black person. And what I mean by that is that Blackness, as it is defined and has been defined. Here in the United States and the colonial, the colonized world in particular, we know that that blackness and like race, in some sorts, is like a made-up concept, right? Like black was made as like okay, it's okay for me to dehumanize these people so that I can use them as slaves and thus further further my capital agenda, right? My agenda to um, promote capitalism through colonizing. throughout the world and abusing the resources of these lands that white supremacist patriarchal capitalism is allowing me to take and steal and thus like promote my agenda, whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's that type of blackness that kind of causes white folks. There are white people and there are people like your girlfriend who will look at a black person and decide or look at any person and decide that you are only as black as I dislike you right? Mm -hmm. So if I look at you and I don't see a nigger, if I look at you and I am not physically repulsed by you in the way that I'm physically repulsed by key markers of physical blackness or physical African descendedness, right? Then you must not be black. Like, oh, you're not even black. You don't, quote unquote, do the stereotypical black things. You don't listen to hip hop. You're not dark skin. You don't have a wide nose. You don't have other things that people have decided blackness is is, right but what white society and the majority of society does not understand like folks outside of the black diaspora what they don't understand is that even though blackness was decided and and picked by white colonizers to be this thing to demonize and justify slavery blackness because of the taking of Africans from Africa and taking them and stealing them away to be slaves and enslaving them. We also, because I am not an African, I am culturally also a black person. Mm -hmm. My experience here as what some call an African American person, what I call as a a diasporatical black girl, as a black person, my experience here, in addition to being of African descent, my culture to me is one of blackness. It informs not only my experience yeah. in terms of what I eat, in terms of my ideas, in terms of my the ways in which I engage with whatever religion I choose to participate in. In terms of there are things throughout the diaspora that black folks have in common that we do in all the different parts of the world that we have been taken to, that we have thrived in and survived in, that are a common thread amongst African-descended people, Mm -hmm. amongst what I call black people. So it becomes more than what a white person has decided, oh, this makes a black person, and this makes a white person, and these stereotypes are um, what I believe black people are and things like that. So when I talk about multiracial black people or biracial black people as this writer has identified themselves Uh as a biracial black person, that person identifies with their African descendedness. That person identifies with the black experience because they experience it here, Mm -hmm. because black folks of all hues experience racism at the hands of white folks. And because our blackness is not only, quote unquote, our color, but is a cultural marker. It is a cultural experience. Mm. And when we talk about Angela Yee, for example, being a Black person, all of our Blacks, yes, a lot of our Blacks, we have a lot of commonalities and we all have differences. You're a different type of Black person if you grew up in Louisiana versus the Bronx or whatever. There are there are cultural experiences that will be different, but there is a common thread of blackness that will be the mm-hmm. same. So Angela Yee growing up with a parent who is, uh, I'm not sure if her parent is black American or from another part of the di- diaspora, but mm-hmm. with a parent who is black and with a parent who is Asian, she is still a black woman. She is still a black person. Her experience is that of a black person. And while she is while she looks quote unquote mixed she Mm -hmm. also looks black Mm -hmm. it's whole ass black girls because of slavery and because of all the mixing that happened who both of their parents are black but they have the stereotypical look of a biracial person quote unquote Mm -hmm. which is another reason why none of this like really like matters Mm -hmm. like it matters that i am culturally connected to other black people but in terms of like I feel like there are so many people who decide that you're black solely based on how you look and are not... Yeah, the people who will say, well, she not black, black. Is she black, black? Is she black, black? What the fuck is that? Right, like there are whole ass (sighs) black people who are lighter skin than I am, Mm -hmm. who have straighter hair than I have. And both of their parents are are our quote unquote black yeah. black they can't they can't necessarily trace okay who who was white who was indigenous who was this yeah. because it was not allowed that kind of tracing and that mm-hmm. kind of knowledge of our past and our history was not always afforded to us and then it's like honestly when when people say things like that it just
1: you know me and my science brain but like if I'm just thinking about the continent of Africa and the people from the continent of Africa that's the most diverse gene pool and on this planet so every phenotype that you could think of and phenotype means what you see the physical Mm -hmm. can come from people from that continent so that's like you can look like anything and still be black black Mm -hmm. like what the fuck it really that really annoys me Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. stupid it's
0: dumb Mm -hmm. so i want us to just kind of like be clear that blackness is not just a color Mm -hmm. and that blackness the way that people throughout the the diaspora connect with it black americans in particular is cultural it's not just i'm black and that's just my color mm-hmm. it's cultural like black twitter exists throughout the diaspora because we have commonalities that are directly related to who we are as descendants of Africa, as African-descended people. And Africa yeah. is a continent full yep. of many countries. many countries. And what unifies yeah. us throughout the diaspora is our blackness, which is cultural and an amalgam of a lot of different things. Right. And within that is included a multi-ethnic, multi-racial identity. That is a part of it. That is, it's it's soaked in there. Yeah, and it's like... It-
1: that stuff that you're talking about, mm-hmm. going back to genes and gene pools, that stuff—the physical can exist even without touching whiteness, even yes. without touching any other race of mm-hmm. people. Those things can exist mm-hmm. and be expressed in how we look physically, right. because our gene pools are so fucking diverse. Mm-hmm. So we don't even have to interact with people of other races for these things to manifest and how we look. Mm-hmm. Like we don't. Yeah. Like. We can have light-skinned kids without have ever been, you know, like, it's just dumb. Easily.
0: Yeah. Easily. So hopefully I was clear on on the different nuances of that, right? Mm-hmm. So there is the cultural blackness in addition to the um, racist marker that was given to us as, okay, those are black people and yeah. we can dehumanize mm-hmm. them. And then there's also our connectedness to, like, being an African-descended person, person, you know? Um, which I, I I separate that for a little bit from our cultural blackness, because there's a shared blackness that we have throughout the diaspora that comes from us being out of Africa, yeah, that comes from us being a people who were taken and filtered throughout the world mm-hmm. through throughout the colonized world. And there is a culture that has come from that mm-hmm. that is its own thing, yeah. So then your girlfriend mentions that her preference is just for, I I guess she's trying to say girls who look mixed, quote unquote, or girls who are lighter skinned or girls who have hair that is potentially mixed or whatever. Your girlfriend is trash and anti-black as fuck. Garbage. Like, period. Like, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's But,
1: like... You didn't, you said that your girlfriend is mixed too. You don't say what that mixture is, but like she's extremely anti-black and it makes me kind of want to ask you, since you said in this email that you identify as black,
0: who did she think she, who did she think you were? Well, she says in here that if she, if she thought that she was black, she wouldn't have dated her. So I think she thought that she was a mixed person. And I think that this mixed person has decided that multiracial people, biracial people, regardless of what they're mixed with are not black people. I don't know if that no, goes I, I don't for, I don't understand
1: being black, mm-hmm. identifying as black, and like I don't and race not coming up. Like like how like I don't I'm trying to figure out the dating oh, thing. I like how the fuck saying. does this happen? So what,
0: what you're saying, just to clarify, what you're saying is that how did the writer how does the writer identify as a black person, right? But it within their dating like initially their black identity not come up in conversation yeah
1: Yeah. how does that happen that that Mm -hmm. makes no sense to me Mm -hmm. um especially if you're saying you identify as black Mm -hmm. like how did she not know you were black or like when how late in this dating whatever like it just seems strange to me but also i am a black woman who always looks black so I don't know what this is like when you're a person who can kind of be something else or look like something else. Right. So I don't know, but I just don't understand for a person who identifies as black, race not, not coming, coming up, up at all. Because even with my black ass, people ask me what I am, which like what what are, you know, like where you from, where's your family from, There's something. Well, like how, how I feel is this like,
0: not? I feel let's let's say that this was the question that was asked. It's possible that she said, "My mom is let's say it's her mom. My mom is black, and my dad is white, and that her partner or dating whoever at the time interpret that as okay. This is a mixed person who does not identify as a black person. They identify as mixed, or they identify as whatever whatever Raven simone said she was, or like Cablin Asian, or some shit. Like
1: it was just weird though to get to a point when they're saying." I don't. You're not black, so I don't know how this affects you. If you're saying you're black enough, mm-hmm. like I mean enough as in enough times, not if like enough like there's like a a um, scale. Right. Like if you're if you're, if you're saying you're, I'm black, if you're affirming your identity. Yes. Thank enough. you. Uh huh. How does this how can this person look at you and say you're not even black? I don't even know why you're mad about. This. Like, are they continuously countering your blackness? Is that what's happening? I think.
0: I think yes, but also I think that different people different people discuss blackness in different ways. And I think that culturally, a lot of black folks, regardless of their identity as black folks, right? So regardless of whether they're mixed, regardless of how light or how dark they are, there are whole groups of black folks who avoid talking about race or who shy away from discussing race or who still ascribe to the theory or existence of a race card you know what i'm saying and and there are people there are black people who think that not discussing race is valuable on some level but is it's, more comfortable. she appears to discuss race, though. So, like, when things... But who knows when that started, though? That's what, I guess that's what that's I'm saying. What I,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you affirm blackness this much as you're presenting it in this letter, it just seems strange for me for blackness to come up right. later in a relationship. Okay. That's questionable to me. Right. That's weird to me. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. I, I, that doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. No, I got that. What I wanted to say about preference is we have to living in the colonized world, living under white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, preference does not exist in a vacuum. And so we have to acknowledge that there are times when our preferences are being informed by racism, by colorism, by anti-blackness, by all of that shit. So it's not like just saying, well, you know, I have a preference and that's it. That's not how, that's not, that's not it. It's not. The, The preference is whiteness in a white supremacist patriarchal society. The preference is whiteness, right? The communal majority preference is whiteness. And everyone should always be analyzing their preferences and why they are those preferences if we're trying to dismantle the system.
1: And for your partner, it's not even about their preference because when, like you said, she retweeted something with a picture of a dark-skinned woman and a light-skinned woman, and her response was, "Why is this even a comparison? We all know who who everyone is choosing, mm-hmm. you know." So, like, if it's just like a her thing, that would have been just about her. She overall thinks that lighter is better. Like, it's she's anti-black. Like, it's not mm-hmm. even like that's just discounts her having to be a preference because she didn't say, "I'm attracted to this one" or. Right she made it about everyone will choose the light one because that's just what it is because she's anti-black she doesn't fuck with black people yeah. and like then, at all
0: that's why this is so weird to me that you're in a relationship with this person right the other piece of this is let's pretend right let's pretend you're not black for a second and let's pretend that you that's what the
1: girlfriend's doing
0: right yes sure i'm, this, I'm gonna hop on that for a second right let's let's pretend the world exists in the way your girlfriend says it does and that you're not black And only one of your parents is black and the other and your other parent is white. And that's what you are. You are half, which is another thing I don't believe in, but whatever. You're half black and you are half white and you are not a black person. Genetics don't work that way. They really don't. But but let's pretend that that's a thing. Mm -hmm. One of your parents and a whole side of your family are still full of black people, right? So why wouldn't you and why? I mean, we know your girlfriend doesn't understand this because she's racist and anti-black and colorist. But... Like, as a reasonable human being, right? Let's pretend that this is how, like, race and shit works. Let's pretend that you are just a mixed person and you're not black. If you have a whole side of your family that's black, why wouldn't you be invested in the well-being of black women? Why wouldn't you be invested in when black black people and black women are being mistreated, why would you not speak up for that? Or
1: or what if you're not black, like, and maybe you you do have a whole black-ass family, but you're Mm -hmm. not connected to them. There are people who, whatever how about you can just care about people and mistreatment of people and you believe black lives matter even though you're not a black ass bitch like that that? like what the fuck you're not supposed to care
0: no because the standard is racism the standard is white supremacist patriarchal capitalism she's tried she's tried she's in too deep right so to answer your questions how do i combat this colorist idea she has break up with her break up with her i feel like i need to educate her you don't but i assume but i am unsure how break up with her do people with this mindset ever change yes when i die (laughs) (laughs) no i think you could change before you die but i don't think that that should be on your back it shouldn't be on your back it shouldn't
1: be on your watch and you shouldn't have to wait for those you shouldn't have to endure this abuse for that amount of years for them to finally get it get the hell out of here get out of there
0: also would you break up with her yes yes we would wow you're not safe it ain't safe this
1: this, all you of this danger, would
0: eventually, girl. and if it's, it, if it's inside not the already, house. if
1: it's not already, this is going to be a bunch of emotional labor abuse.
0: Yeah, that part.
1: Someone is denying who you are mm-hmm. and telling you you're not who you are.
0: Mm-hmm. That's abuse.
1: Like, yep. no, Mm-mm. this is not healthy.
0: No.
1: You should do what's healthy for you. Yeah. To the left,
0: to the left. Still... Mm, now nah, you sound like right. a folk song. That oh,
1: does
0: not sound
1: like not like one of those
0: white people who's like remaking Beyonce. Who do the
1: YouTube videos? And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't do that to Beyonce homecoming just came out don't right. be doing that
0: sorry libations to homecoming man <laughs> what a blessing word what a blessing you know what
1: it is a blessing tell us you breaking up with your girlfriend hello okay you don't need that in your yeah. life
0: play the soundtrack play beyonce i'm sure um your girlfriend will recognize that <laughs> even though she don't like black shit i'm sure she'll know that song oh my gosh okay we love you and we wish you the best this is some fuckery you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right, cool. Money, 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 money. <laughs> do you, money! Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black this women year, your money? Yes. So give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So, so
1: how do they give black women their
0: money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass womanist race nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. week. Sometimes times um, twice a week. Yeah, yo. (laughs) And we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, We definitely can. Absolutely. So
1: how can you do that? You can go to our website, com. Hit that donate tab. Mm -hmm. And we have two options there. Two. Two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. You choose. We Mm -hmm. give you a choice on how you give us money. That's right.
0: If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year And if everybody who listens does that shit We will have everything that we need to do Everything we want to do for this podcast
1: Every time. And if you love
0: us so much That you want to break us off A one time donation A multiple time donation Or if you don't like the, the once a month kind of system You can go to our PayPal And give us any amount of money We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that shit. we will use that shit. That's right. So once again, TeaWithQueenAndJay.com Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice.
1: Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again!
0: (laughs) All the time. Yes. And we're black! All the time. You ready to get into some news that's not news? In the world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you News That's Not News. News that should be news, but it ain't news, because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news
1: could you tell our listeners what the news that is not news segment
0: is news that's not news is when we cover a news story that has either not been discussed by the mainstream media or it hasn't been discussed in the way that we would discuss it exactly so here we are news is not news exactly. what's up what you got so
1: um we've talked on this show often about when we uh, oh BT Dub, this is kind of a moment in the black hair too, because we're talking about hair here. Okay. So we've talked a lot on the show about being annoyed with TSA when we go to the airport and how they pat our hair down. I know you have you've had lots of yeah. experience with mm-hmm. that shit. For some reason, I haven't had lots of experience with that shit. Mm-hmm. I think um, I don't know. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. not gonna question it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not gonna question it. But yeah, so TSA agents are now saying that it's their body scanners. That might be discriminated against black women. Mm. So those new those yes. ones
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is how they sound. But it's the machine you stand in and you put your hands up it, 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 and like, it scans and th- it, can, th- it can see your pubic you. hair and all that shit. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So TSA TSA agents are saying that they pat hair because that does something. It gives like a it gives it. like a mm-hmm. false false alarm. Nigger. Things. That's what it
0: says. It says, <laughs> <"Schnickers.">
1: <laughs> 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 Oh, gosh. So I'm going to read this piece from um, the Raw Story. That's where I got this article from. The futuristic full-body scanners that have become standard at airports across the United States are prone to false alarms for hairstyles popular among women of color. Um, in a request to vendors last summer, the TSA asked for ideas to improve screening of headwear, and here in compliance with the title nine, nine no, of
0: not
1: nine, six. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then you said nine. Sorry, it would be nine if the thing was in. Front don't of matter, there. it does because okay. you got it wrong. You All know, right. you're Roman numerals.
0: I don't, I don't care Um, the
1: title Fuck the, Rome. <laughs>
0: and their numerals and Roma.
1: Um, oh, I didn't even watch that. Thank god. Um, it's not in Rome. I am aware. Good, okay. title six of the Civil Rights Act that law bars federally funded agencies and programs from discriminating even unintentionally on the basis of race color or national origin so one of the tsa tsa agents was interviewed they wanted to stay anonymous but this this is also in the article with black females the scanner alarms more because they have thicker hair many times they have braids or dreadlocks so there's that what Alarms me about these scanner things is how much they create technology without other people in mind. Mm -hmm. We all, like, um, even if you don't like our hair, you know it exists. Why are you still creating technology that, well, we know why. But why create technology that only adheres to you? This made me think of that time where you told me that the, what is it? The The
0: automatic soap dispensers and, like, the automatic water. Yeah, how they Mm -hmm. only,
1: like, see light light skin yeah
0: it has trouble reading yeah skin so them. like
1: continuously creating technology that is supposed to i don't know improve stuff and make shit better but you're only designing it with white motherfuckers in mind mm-hmm. and then because you're doing that in that way now my life is inconvenienced because you can't tell that my hair tricks off alarms or whatever if that even is the truth because i don't trust you motherfuckers mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: why not make
1: it so that it can adhere to everybody
0: because then they would have to acknowledge that everybody includes people of color and a a part of the system relies on them not acknowledging us as human
1: yeah that's basically the point we don't exist Mm -hmm. why would you think about creating technology if this technology especially is for safety right Mm -hmm. why would you not create it for everyone why because we don't exist and why would you care to like care about our hair and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know it's just annoying don't fucking touch me i agree you know so this is another piece from the article. Maybe down the line they will be redesigning the technology so it can tell apart so it can tell apart what's a real threat and what is not. But for now, we officers have to do what the machine can't. They also said that false um, force alarms rates are high when people wear turbans or if they're wearing a wig. Wow. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Lots of bullshit. Mm. So, I think that the reason why TSA agents are asking for the newer scanners or telling us that it's the scanners, it's not them, is because there's been so much talked about them fucking right. touching our hair right. every time we go to the airport. Uh-huh. So, they're, now they're saying, like, it's not us. The machine does this, and then we have to do our job yeah. type of thing. My thing is, especially when it comes from, like, bros, tech bros, white boys, like... If, this is why black people need to be in tech spaces, technology spaces, inventing spaces, whatever, mm-hmm. because you don't fucking think about us. And the only people who thinks about us is us. Yep. So that's the news. It's not a news story.
0: Well, that's whack.
1: It's not just TSAs and machines. It's the technology. It's yeah. the whole system. I
0: always make them put on, like, change their gloves um, for hygiene purposes, but also because I'm going to be stopped and inconvenience, we're all gonna be inconvenienced. So I feel you on that. Can you change your gloves, please? I do it every single time. I feel you on I don't that. care. Change the one gloves, time please. I got
1: checked was forever ago, and it's because I'm now. I'm thinking it's because I was wearing a wig. Mm. But yeah, I don't really get checked. I was surprised I didn't get checked when we came out from South My hair was. I know big. you had huge hair. I was My surprised was big too. As fuck. I was checked. I wasn't checked. Our homegirl was checked too. She had box braids oh, when we were leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: weird that's that's really weird yeah all right well let's do something happy let's let's
1: pay a black woman all right i'm all good i'm all good with that
0: all right give
1: me your fucking
0: money queen let the people know what pay black women is
1: pay black women is where we um highlight either a black woman owned a black woman business or an indigenous woman business Or we highlight an organization or indigenous women organization. Or we just give a black woman or indigenous woman money because we like to put money in their pockets. That is the pay black women segment. That's
0: right. So this week's pay black women feature is Dope Queen Cosmetics. So Dope Queen Cosmetics is a line of matte lipsticks right now. Mm -hmm. I I assume that they're going to expand and have like more shit. But... Right now, it's like a dope line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dope Queen's got that. That's <laughs> But it's a dope line of matte lip- liquid lipsticks. The colors are all like super pigmented, super bright. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're fucking dope. I yeah, love them. I a woman by the name of Portia owns Dope Queen Cosmetics. And it's a cosmetics company dedicated to providing you exclusive, functional, and professional beauty products to help showcase your inner beauty while ensuring healthier skin. They provide high-quality, cruelty-free makeup that allows you to tap into your inner beauty and artistry with zero worries about irritation. So I like that focus on like skincare and yeah. not fucking irritating your face. So I think that's cool. And they try to use um, like as natural products as possible, the most mm-hmm. as that's many good. natural products as possible. I know to lots keep all of lipsticks shit and
1: shit that make my lips pale, mm-hmm. and I have to throw it away because i'm not gonna yeah. put on lipstick for my lipstick pillow right
0: no it's nobody stupid. wants that that's whack yeah that's whack all right but like i said mm-hmm. the colors really pop mm-hmm. they look good on me they look good on brown skin yeah they do particularly mm-hmm. like most of the models i've seen on their instagram are like brown dark skin women brown women of different hues so like you know that that shit will work for you which yeah. i really like and it's popping yo i hope to try more of the colors and you know i like a matte lipstick yeah i like, the I, I like a shade. matte too yes i'm very that's excited. like it be
1: on my teeth that's why i like matte. really for me yeah the only time oh. i wear like a, a lipstick with a gloss mm-hmm. is when i get more of that
0: oh teeth. that's so interesting i almost don't wear um glossy lipsticks like I hardly wear glossy lipstick, so I don't even know the difference. Mm-hmm. I do always get lipstick on my teeth. Though, oh, for real? Because I'm a ragamuffin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just be on my teeth. I'm a ragamuffin and an auntie, oh, so it'd it be right on my teeth. Does she have a website? Yes, thank you. Be sure to check them out online at dopequeens.com. I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well as follow their Instagram at dopequeenscosmetics. Yes. Yo. Yeah, yo. Libations to Portia, libations to everybody over at dopequeenscosmetics, Dope Queens yo. I'm with it Like a good lipstick yeah
1: we are some lipstick bitches
0: we are mm-hmm. it makes me happy mm-hmm. it's easy you put yeah, it on like, you, and there's like, color on your face yeah what more could you ask for like what else do you want like besides color on your face money <laughs> right <laughs> money <laughs> sex and food rent paid well, well
1: you could do it you could pay your rent with the money
0: that's true color on your face um is a nice addition mm-hmm. to all those it things. Is, it is. Alright. Are you ready to throw somebody in the motherfucking pit? Yes. Everybody strap in. About to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has gotta be more dangerous. Deadlier. More attitude Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn
1: time. So, Jack, can you just tell our listeners what the pit is?
0: Yes, the pit is where we throw places and things that are trying to deplete us of our black joy that are trying to shit on our black joy yeah
1: not with that we're shit.
0: not with that shit so we throw them in the pit yo we banish them to the pit so that we can reclaim our black joy, black joy. That's yes, right. so who's right. in the pit this week
1: so it's a white man but i might give you some context mm-hmm. and background yes, stories please. so i was on my twitter scrolling around and i saw a video how university hbcu mm-hmm. one of the well 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 known HBCUs. Right. historically black college yes yep. historically that is
0: black university
1: in washington dc founded in 1877 yes washington dc which was formerly known as chocolate city i don't mm-hmm. know what it is right now because there's a lot of whites there some bullshit okay that campus has been there for how long what did you say
0: since 1877
1: yes now there's lots of gentrification Mm-hmm. in that city, mm-hmm. like I said, all around our campus and all of that shit. And the new people who I, not who I'll be calling, who are the white people, yeah, are fires. decided that fuck HBCUs, fuck Howard, that they can just walk on a campus, stretch out on the lawn, walk their dogs, let their dogs take shit, mm-hmm. do their yoga, bird watch, whatever the, whatever the fuck y'all be doing that I think is weird sometimes, mm-hmm. Going on the campus
0: and doing that on the lawn. Yeah, this is a private
1: university. Mm-hmm. The
0: yard, in particular, which is like what it's usually called on HBCU mm-hmm. black campuses. Um, the lawn is the yard. Yes, private institution,
1: mm-hmm. not property of the city. Mm-hmm. So it does not belong to right. any of you or your tax dollars because that is a private university so when i like i said i was scrolling on twitter and i saw a video and um a newscaster was interviewing a white man asking about what they think about the lawn the yard mm-hmm. people walking on the yard or whatever a white
0: resident of the community of the community
1: mm-hmm. this motherfucker goes on to say basically i could do whatever i want and if they don't like it they could move move the campus move the campus we, this if, is if our you're community not part of DC,
0: we all live here
1: Move the campus mm-hmm.
0: we're talking about we're talking about basically students being uncomfortable with people who do not attend the university on the yard, yeah, you know, walking their dog pooping
1: and we live in a place where we know that there are people who black people at PWIs, mm-hmm. who are at their school mm-hmm. who are ID to for them to be make sure to make right. sure that they belong on that campus, who the police are called on them because mm-hmm. they fell asleep in the common area. Right of whatever on a campus Mm -hmm. and like
0: what first yeah so there's a few things about this Mm -hmm. so there's what you're saying which is the significance of students at white universities predominantly white universities predominantly white institutions being uncomfortable and legitimately unsafe on their own campus. Like even if maybe they, maybe that particular black student felt comfortable and then some shit happens and then they're reminded that, Oh, I'm a black person. I don't get to be a student. I don't, I'm not afforded the same comforts as my white peers. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's, there's that, and the fact that HBCUs were created so that black people would Wouldn't have ha- a place to go to university. And would feel have a place to be educated. And feel safe. Fuck feel let's 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 start at the top. Fuck feel safe. We couldn't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't go anywhere else. And they continue to exist because now we can go elsewhere, but we are reminded that either we don't belong elsewhere, there we're not wanted elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And to your point now, like we don't feel safe elsewhere. So The institutions, historically black colleges and universities are incredibly important because you have the opportunity to feel like a student and not have the added burden of combating white supremacy, perhaps from your professor, from other people on campus and shit like that. You can go and just be a student. So there's all that shit that, that adds to the importance of historically black colleges yep. and universities, but even more so the cultural significance of the yard where the students can hang out yeah. can stop, can commune, can gather, can and fellowship. And not have to worry about you motherfuckers in their yes. space, in this space. They can be out as loud as they want, yes. talk
1: how they want, be how they want. And they know that they are safe because they're in the, the safe space right, for them right. and then here you come with your fucking dog
0: it's not a dog park no the rest not. of the rest of the world is yours there are dog parks nearby the university there are parks nearby the university
1: and even if there isn't there is but even if there isn't that's your problem
0: you mm-hmm. find a place for your fucking dog yeah. not all grass belongs to you Yeah, it don't mm-hmm. 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 it was really disturbing and that bothered me it touched me in a certain way um, For anybody who doesn't know i live in manhattan I live in a white neighborhood of Manhattan mm-hmm. and most people have dogs here, right? So there is a park that is a few blocks away from my house and because of the residents and because most people have dogs, it was like a general park. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a dog run or whatever, but people would bring their dogs there and let them play like in the grassy area and yeah. whatnot. So initially it was a no dog park. They had a no dog policy and the white people with dogs got that changed because so many people have dogs. yeah. So what they're doing now, now there are signs, so you can bring your dog, but there are signs that say no dogs in grassy areas, right? No dogs in planted areas. Mm -hmm. There are three planted areas. One is an area that has mad, like actual like flowers and shit. So nobody goes in there. And then there are two areas that have not like sprouted like stuff, but there are like plants and stuff in little corners. So people come and they will let their dogs run in those two like naked grassy areas. There are signs there like on those fences that say like no dogs or whatever in this area. And there every time I come, it's like a larger gate built and white folks still come and hop over and And go go in there. there. So I have a dog. Right? I walk my dog. It is the closest area that I could let my dog play in dirt or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Anywhere else is a lot farther. It takes a minute for me to get there. It's yeah. a pain in the ass. When I go to these parks, me as the black person with the dog in the park, my dog is small and not bothering nobody yeah. and really wants to be left the fuck alone. Doesn't
1: want to be around anyone. Doesn't want to be around others. anything,
0: right? Anyone. When I go to that park and I see. The only time that I feel comfortable, like stepping into those areas where people let their dogs play, only time I feel comfortable doing that as a black woman is when there are white people there already doing it. Mm-hmm. I can't. I never feel comfortable enough in my neighborhood, just like those white people do. I never feel comfortable enough to take my dog, step over the fence, and let Hennessy play in the dirt, yeah. where all the dogs do all the time, which is like everyone does it. It's known. It's common. I feel like I'm a black girl. If I step over this fence with my dog, I'm either going to get a ticket, I'm going to get in trouble. I could, you know, that shit could escalate quickly from zero to a hundred or whatever, mad quick, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't feel the same comfort that my white neighbors feel. And that's something I live with every day. Mm -hmm. I walk my dog every day. Mm -hmm. And every day I have that that feeling, I have to look and see, because I do want her to be able to like, play and grass and dirt and shit. I have that feeling of, okay, is there another white person with their dog over there? Okay. All right. Yes. Two white people over there. So I can play over here real quick. I I can let Hennessy play. Oh, I look in, oh, okay. Nobody, nobody's out here right now. Okay. I'll just, I just won't do it. We'll just have like a regular walk. So every day I am reminded of my role as a second class citizen in society. Mm -hmm. Right? These kids on this campus which is supposed to be like their protection. A college campus is supposed to be a safe haven for students. Yeah, On this campus, it's like, like how the white people feel that comfort where they could do whatever the fuck they want to do at that park near my house. This is where these white people, to have that. right, right. These white people who are invading Howard's campus just like they invaded the neighborhood, right? Who the are invading world. and the world invading Howard's campus. The whole world is yours. Mm-hmm. Go to the park where you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Do not also encrouch I don't know what that word means really, but do not also fucking like insert yourself in this safe space for black people because Word. your presence your mere presence is a threat and also often a reminder of oppression they're on campus get the fuck out of there Move, go away bitch, it's not for you the, way. the rest of the like, world is the yours fuck? go
1: away it's annoying and then it's like this is science brain again but it's like that's their lawn your dogs pee and shit is gonna fuck up the lawn that's why they have grassy areas where they say no dogs here Mm. dogs piss fucks the grass won't grow no more Mm -hmm. that like Mm. you're fucking up the the not infrastructure but like the Mm -hmm. look of the fucking campus like move take your dog and go somewhere else do your Mm -hmm. yoga somewhere else the fuck you don't need to be there it's not for you at all and if I was on that campus, I would tell the kids to like, start calling the police on them mm-hmm. or something. They shouldn't be there. Security, HBCU security, Howard security. Who's this person? No. Why are they on my campus? Check for their ID. Mm-hmm. Cause what the fuck? Get off of our shit. Yep. Mm Don't call the police. Call the campus people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's whack. It's very whack. And this man who they spoke to has all the trappings of a quote-unquote like liberal like white person yeah like his look is like unconventional he's got a cool huge beard yeah it's disturbing
1: he told a university Mm -hmm. that has been there since the 1800s to move
0: the fucking goal are you fucking serious Move, move the campus like, it's not an institution.
1: Motherfucker, you move.
0: Yeah, get out of here.
1: Like, are you serious?
0: Get out of here.
1: He needs to get slapped. He should have got mushed. Like, when he said move, and then someone just mushed him.
0: Yeah. was like, what the fuck is that? But his, his words are representative of, like, gentrification. Yeah. And, like, that mm-hmm. energy and that attitude even if you're not somebody who said that move the campus shit and you continue to go on the campus of howard to do your yoga and do your bullshit and you know that that space is not for you you're a problem that's a problem Mm -hmm. that's a problem i don't like it we did a motherfucking show yep we did yes we fucking did don't forget rsvp for yep. potting
1: live nyc Hashtag
0: pod in live nyc the link to that will be in the show notes we want to see you there come hang out with us yo we're excited and looking forward to it yes and it's almost full so rsvp
1: stop thinking about it just do it stop thinking okay do it
0: now all right do it <laughs> we did a show be sure to follow us on all the social media. we're on twitter and instagram at t with qj we are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and Jay. You can check out our website, T dot com. Send us your T mail mm-hmm. and other inquiries at T at gmail dot com. Is that all the social stuff? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. You did it. You did it. Let's get into hashtags. Mm-hmm.
0: Black Lives Matter.
1: Stop killing trans women. Say her name. Maybe he doesn't
0: hit you. Disability too white. You okay, sis? Film disc, Spoonie Chat, Marsha's Plate. T with QJ, Queer, Queer walk. walk, Queer Walk Pod, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Innerhole Uprising, Sexually Liberated Woman, Bag Ladies, uh, unpack BG, Pods in Color, Listen to Black Women, yep. Pay Black Women, mm-hmm. Love Black Women, 4C Hair, Hashtag Don't Touch My Hair, right. Break Up With Him,
1: To the Left, To the Left, mm-hmm. Homecoming, Oh yeah. Let's talk about Beyonce.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We got time. Yo,
1: so Beyonce, you're amazing. That I don't it was just I've seen it before because yeah. I watched the other one. But um I watched it When you it say again. the other one, you mean you when watched When she did it at um Coachella. You watched the first time when yeah. it was on YouTube or whatever. Yes. Okay. And I've actually had the bootleg copy on my computer for a while and I have watched it. But um this was really good. This was amazing. It was just amazing to like, I still was getting those same feelings. Like I saw it for the first time, which was amazing. Blue, I love you. I can't wait to buy the album. Mm-hmm. Blues going to be popping. And the twins are so cute. They're so cute. What do you have to say about Beyonce?
0: I loved it. I liked it a lot. I went to dinner at my grandma's house and my mom and aunt were there talking about Beyonce, which I have never heard my mom and mm-hmm. aunt do together. Yeah. So it was nice to hear them talk about. And they're not like Beyonce obsessed people. They're mm-hmm. just like some aunties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not that there are there are aunties who are Beyonce obsessed, but my aunties and my mom are just like some aunties, right? Who are that's not their thing. But they were so appreciative of hearing her talk about her experience as a woman, as a mother, the feeling of like doubting yourself, mm-hmm. and those feelings of like your body has changed and what to do. It was nice to hear women of a different age and different experience connect mm-hmm. with this, like with their junior. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and um yeah, they're they like want to get like tickets and go to her concert and shit Mm -hmm. like it's like on their list of shit important black shit to do um as it should be yeah it was just like like we know that that's common like beyonce shit like everybody has a beyonce fund Mm -hmm. but like my mom and my aunt did not have a beyonce fund before watching the documentary of home like before looking add another black woman and her life and her story and connecting yeah. with that shit and that's
1: powerful I was scared cause I was like what if she drops a tour and I'm broke right now like my break, my I had a Beyonce fund yeah. that she went on tour with her husband and I was like I need this money so yeah, <laughs> spent it mm-hmm. cause I wanted to take my mom to see Beyonce she says she wants to see her live so I appreciate Beyonce not dropping a tour because I wouldn't be able to go again yeah so I appreciate that, but that reminds me that I need to get these funds up because she has two more projects with Netflix a part of the deal. So the who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? So we
0: gotta be prepared. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stay woke. Okay. Well, that was in my affirmations, right? Like money and like opportunities. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I wanna get ready for that. All right. So we said hashtag homecoming out. I think that covers everything. Yeah, it does. Right? This show was created, hosted, and produced
1: by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with yep. editorial support by a black girl named Same. Sam Riddell.
0: Yes, Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Peace.
1: Ew. It's that time again. Part of life.
0: Why don't you come to part in life? NYC. Part and life. Why don't you come to part and life? Why don't you come to Pot Alive NYC? Why don't you come to Pot Life Baby, there's no need to tell you. As far as I can clearly recall, Queen and Jay has been here for you. And you don't have to worry, it's free
1: Pot Alive NYC.
0: And it's on year number three, baby. Don't, Don't you look, look no more like love without a limit. <laughs> come on out to Every New York day. City at the Vine Bar, three Bleecker Street, no to this year's pot and live celebration you. thrown by the one and only Tea with Queen and Jay two womanist race nerds that just want to create a space of black love where we can party and have some motherfucking good time. We might sip some tea. We might dismantle some white supremacy. (laughs) Bars, yeah. So come through. It's going to be May 11th at 4 p.m. So Saturday afternoon. You ain't got shit to do that's going to be better than this. See you there. Love you, babe. Love you baby love you.